Hello, and welcome to Mother Daughter Earthcast, a show that will help you navigate the eco world and live a more colorful and conscious life. We'll inform, inspire, and embolden you. And most importantly, we'll have fun along the way to a more planet-caring lifestyle together. The conservationists and the fitness experts are saying the same thing, just in a slightly different way. And so I've started connecting the dots. Everything that we do, our actions, what we eat, how we move, our everyday habits, have an impact on the planet. What is the most sustainable habit or eating lifestyle or exercise that you can sustain that has your personal best impact on the planet? Welcome back to another episode of Mother Daughter Earthcast. This is Mariana. And I'm Jenna Woods. <laughs> okay, y'all, you missed a super funny moment a little bit ago. My brother was making something in the kitchen, and I'm pretty sure he used either some really potent store-bought um, chilies, jalapenos, or was it something you got, you grew here, Mom? No. Okay, it was so strong and mom could not stop coughing and sneezing the whole house smells like jalapeno now and it's in our lungs oh my lands <laughs> i oh that that was potent some potent stuff there it was hilarious <laughs> was that hilarious Mariana? it was pretty funny even okay. now i can feel it still and yeah. we're on the other side of the house i feel like i have a furball in my throat uh, yeah a chili pepper <laughs> furball yeah that's it so y'all hear her <laughs> coughing up a lung that's why we're breathing chili pepper oils in over here Woo, yeah <laughs> Anyways, that was just a little side note. It was it was funny. It was funny. Mom, what's what's been cracking? I'm gonna go for a bike ride this afternoon. Oh, nice. Mom got a new bike. I think we mentioned. We may have mentioned it, but she got a new bike. I did. That's awesome. So I'm gonna go for a bike ride. That's I'm great. Looking forward to that. Yeah, that's great. It's nice, nice weather. It is. It's a little blustery, so maybe I'll only go one direction <laughs> <laughs> and call someone to get me. The, the <laughs> to pick me up when I'm having to uh, cycle against the wind, <laughs> but cycling with the wind, I'm, I'm I'll be good. <laughs> I was on a walk this morning, and it was quite blustery. It was very, very blustery. Nice. And did whiskey go, go with you? He did not. He is not invited on my peaceful walks in the morning. <laughs> uh, yeah. Y'all might not know this, but Mariana and whiskey had a fuss the other day when they went jogging or walking. It was jogging, and then we ended up walking. Anyways, Whiskey is, he gets a 10 out of 10 most times for being an off-leash companion, but he gets like a 4 out of 10 for being an on-leash companion, <laughs> and it just doesn't, uh, it's not conducive to a peaceful morning walk, so he didn't, he snoozed with his dad, <laughs> which was much better for everybody. Well, good. I'm yeah. glad you had, you had a good walk this morning. I did. I did. Speaking of great things, our guest today, PJ Bevan, such an amazing human being. We loved chatting with her and just are super excited to share what she has to say. Um, she is a zookeeper turned health coach turned exercise coach turned super interesting person that brought all these different elements together and created this amazing concept of 
health meets exercise meets conservation. It's fascinating. It's fascinating. Her book is called Zoo Fit Safari. And it's so Zoo Fit Safari, a five week jumpstart to your journey in fitness, health and saving the world. Oh my gosh, PJ's amazing. She is. She reached out to us. And when I read her email and just, you know, read a little bit more about what she does, I was like, oh, 100%, we need to talk to you. So I called her back. We got her on the podcast. And it was definitely an awesome, awesome time chatting with her. It was. And so many times we've said, what's good for human beings is good for the planet. And she just echoes that in her approach to health for ourselves and the planet. I know. And if you're like me, where, you know, exercise is a thing, (laughs) but it's not my main thing. Um, And I do, I obviously garden a lot, but I recognize that I need to do cardio and just do a little bit more to stay healthy. That's one of the reasons why I was super interested in talking to PJ and reading her book because she lays out, it's basically a five-week program for you to try bits and pieces of different, you know, approaches to health, you know, nutrition and exercise um, and see what works for you and what fits with your lifestyle. And then each of those approaches, she wraps in what the conservation implication is. Yeah. It's just, just, I love people who are passionate and creative and think outside of the box. I mean, who, who would have thought that you could bring fitness, health, and conservation all together in a book that helps you figure out what, you know, how to, find a lifestyle choice that works for you. I just love everything about PJ's work. She's amazing. Very fresh approach. Very fresh. So this episode's going to be fun. We're excited. Before we zoom into that, our announcements as per usual. Um, Actually, I'm going to skip the announcements and just ask one thing. Please rate and review this podcast if you're liking it. Um, It definitely is going to help us as we grow, gain more visibility. So give us a little five-star rating and then go write an awesome review at the same time. And it'll really help and we would really appreciate it. A lot. A lot. (laughs) And of course, if you want to support us, head over to our Patreon page patreon.com forward slash mother daughter earth and you can also find us on instagram at mother daughter earth so there you go write and review that's really the only one today (laughs) i'm mixing it up (laughs) so we're gonna take a little break for thanksgiving so next week we will not be putting out a podcast and we hope that will give y'all a chance to catch up with any of the podcasts that y'all haven't heard or maybe even join the patreon to so you can listen to the bonus episodes but have a wonderful safe and healthy thanksgiving i think it's going to be different for a lot of us i know Mm -hmm. that we're going to do things a little differently this year but stay healthy and safe and have a 
have a good holiday. Yeah, and enjoy the time off. And speaking of healthy and food, because it's Thanksgiving, in the bonus episode for this week, PJ shares, she cooks for us, and she shares one of her favorite recipes. So Hummus. Hummus. Mom, you, you, you <laughs> spilled the beans. There you go. Y'all no know. pun intended. No pun intended. Well, hummus isn't made from, well, chickpeas. They're yeah. not beans. Well, they're, they're, they they're, look like beans. <laughs> Okay, Mariana. They're dried like dried beans. (laughs) Anyways, y'all enjoy your Thanksgiving week and we shall be back the following week and have an awesome Thanksgiving holiday. Okay, mom, you ready for PJ Bevan's interview? I am. This is this is fun. It is fun. Okay, without further ado, here is PJ Bevan. Awesome. You ready? More than ready. (laughs) (laughs) PJ Bevan, welcome to Mother Daughter Earthcast. I have been looking forward to chatting with you since we connected, I think about a week ago now, and I'm so pumped. Thank you for being here. I'm super excited to be here with you guys too. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Oh, this is just super. I'm going to sound like my mom right now. This is super exciting. I know. And I was getting ready to say every time that we start a podcast, I always say, I'm so excited, but I've been told I can't say that anymore. So this time I'm going to say, I'm thrilled. We're thrilled. (laughs) Okay. So I want, I'm not even going to talk about how I came to learn about your work because I want you to describe what it is that you do. The reason being, it is so magical and unique and I love how you brought all these different elements together to create this like amazing program, if you will. So PJ, please tell people about your background and what you do and how you came to do what it is you do today. (laughs) Uh, Thanks. So. Uh, my background, my program, as, uh, as you heard, is called ZooFit, and it sounds like a pretty interesting, eclectic uh, combination of words. What does a zoo have to do with fit? And I was a zookeeper for 15 years. I worked all over the country. I worked in uh, Florida for several years, moved to Louisiana, moved back to South Carolina, North Carolina, and then I do refer to the Space Needle in Seattle as the mothership finally called me home <laughs> to the Pacific Northwest where I spent time working at Woodland Park Zoo in Seattle. And uh, of those 15 years, I worked with every animal you can imagine under the sun, reptiles, birds, marine mammals, and then finally with elephants at, at Woodland Park Zoo. and. Again, living the dream, had absolute dream job. But uh, by the time I was working with elephants, the 15 years had started to creep up on me, so to speak. And I was pretty miserable on a physical level. My back was always hurting. My knees hurt. I didn't have a lot of energy. And I was always tired. I was always uh, pretty much cranky on borderline depressed even and what, it just why didn't make sense to me yeah why 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 was that uh, it's i wasn't taking care of myself that was ah. the 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 key point was i put so much energy into giving 
the animals the best care, mm. that I wasn't taking care of myself. And I feel like so many people can probably relate to that on mm-hmm. a visceral level. Moms, um, you know, moms and dads, but, uh, you know, parents, um, even teachers taking care of their, of their students. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone in any kind of capacity, nurses are huge, huge factor. But I wasn't taking care of myself because I put so much energy into the animals. And it just didn't make sense because I realized something had to give. And I, I knew in my heart, living this dream, having wanting to be a zookeeper since I was about five years of age, and I could point to an animal and say, <laughs> Mom, that's what I want to do when I grow Aww. up. I, I wasn't going to give that up. And that's when I often say my had the you might call a light bulb moment, but it was lightning struck my brain. <laughs> and it said, how can you take care of the animals until you start taking care of yourself? Mm-hmm. And that moment changed absolutely everything for me. And instead of, instead of going about it the same way of like forcing myself, eating salads all the time and, you know, and, and relying on willpower and also, the way we shame, the way we guilt ourselves into doing things that we should do, and I'm put that in quotation marks, we should take care of ourselves. I figured that since I had this bigger why, I had this profound need to take care of the animals by taking care of myself, I decided to do it the same way that I took care of the animals. So using uh, the train animal training methods, the positive reinforcement, um, what we would call shaping, so the kind of like breaking down the behaviors into small steps mm. and, and working the, through those steps progressively rather than expecting me to go gung-ho from the, from the gate and being able to accomplish everything I wanted um, in one fail swoop. So again, using positive reinforcement, what we call operant conditioning, the animal training methods, also use enrichment, and I, I appreciated your your call last uh, Suze, Suze last uh, last yes. time. She was wonderful. Enrichment was very much that same aspect of making it fun, because in my mind, if it's not fun, it's not worth doing again. Yeah. And, and and that made a huge difference. So I created games. I created my own workout equipment, making it making fitness and making. Uh, my health and well-being, an engaging experience, an empowering experience. But the one that made the biggest difference for me, and then later on for other, for my clients, for other people, was that connection to conservation. So, and every, that's where I, that's do. what I love when you told me about what your program was. And then I was like, all these magical things. And then the cherry on top, connecting it yes, back to conservation, like how you have, how you were able to do that in your head. It was just oh, amazing. So yeah. please keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Tell us how you did that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like, I like how you call it the cherry on top. Cause it really was. Cause everything else was just, wow, this is fun. I'm actually enjoying this. This is great. And then that conservation connection just made it the most incredible in my mind mind-blowing and I just why hasn't anyone figured this out themselves you know before <laughs> why, why is this a new thing but everything that we do and this is something I get through all my studies as a fitness instructor um, as an optimized coach 
and as a zookeeper in general, everything that we do, our actions, what we eat, how we move, our, our habits, our everyday habits are, have an impact on the planet. And mm-hmm. as Jane Goodall says, how, what, uh, what we, how we choose to make that impact is up to us. So it can be a good impact or a bad impact. Mm-hmm. Would you like me to course, read the exact quote? Yeah, I have it She here. has it. I love that quote. It is. My, y'all, listeners, my mom has like two pages of notes and quotes from PJ's book, which we purchased right away and love. I don't even think it had come out on Amazon yet if I like reserved a copy and it is amazing. Yes. So Jane Goodall said you cannot get through a single day without having an impact on the world around you. What uh, what you do makes a difference and you have to decide what kind of difference you want to make. Was that the quote you were referring to? That's what I was trying to refer to, yeah. PJ, my mom even wore her glasses on this episode for you because she's like, there's too much to read. I'm just going to have to wear my glasses. And I'm like, okay, you go for it. I'm sorry. I interrupted you. Please go ahead. So again, when we, when we connect that, make those connections and we, uh, we, we can again decide what kind of difference we want to make. And of course, being that zoos are all about conservation. And that was my mentality too. I want to preserve this planet not just for me and the animals, but for future generations to come. Yeah. Um, then I started making those connections. And at the time I was working with elephants and a, a big impact on elephants and other Asian wildlife is, is palm oil. Mm-hmm. And making, again, connecting the dots that palm oil is in about 75% of our processed foods. Yes. And if you're, again, on that nutritionist level, Studying nutrition, um, you learn that if the number one recommendation that nutrition and dietitians have uh, for those who want to lose weight or just eat healthier is to eliminate processed food. And we have on one hand uh, wanting to eat less uh, or consume less palm oil, these conflict palm oil that's having a negative impact on, on Asian wildlife. And on the other hand, you have nutritionists saying, eat less processed food. And I just came to realize that a lot of these, the conservationists and the fitness experts are saying the same thing, mm-hmm. just in a slightly different way. And so I've started connecting the dots, um, conserving energy by sleeping, by, by improving my sleep habits, um, and, you know, reducing my carbon footprint by exercising more, walking or riding my bike versus driving to driving to destinations that might be a short distance. So those, those, those connections became the most powerful reinforcer for me. And again, talking about ways to motivate me, things that, 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 that rev me up, that fire me up. That's definitely what conservation fitness is all about. And I'm not sure if, uh, if I don't remember if I talked about this (laughs) with you before, but there, I, there is a, it's a cycle. It's a positive feedback loop. Mm-hmm. And when we start a healthy habit, we, uh, we, we feel great. I and, mean, you know, we eat a healthy food. We feel good about ourselves, but also, again, gives us a good amount of energy. And that's going to carry us through most of that cycle. But as we go to the up, upward portion of the cycle, just before we complete, it gets hard. Um, 
we have to push a little bit harder. And often we hit that roadblock. So either the temptation, the temptations of donuts in the break room or um, the wanting to hit the snooze button. So you just want to sleep five more minutes <laughs> or uh, in the instance that <laughs> even what I deal with <laughs> right, right now, I want to watch just five more minutes of television. <laughs> you know, um, I just want to binge watch, you know, binge watching during the, uh, during coronavirus shutdowns, I was quarantine that got into a pretty bad habit fast, but <laughs> if you want to make, you know, it make it does make it hard. It's that upward turn. But if you want to make that connection, what helped me was making that connection to conservation. It may seem insignificant, but small actions compound. And, um, you know, turning off those electronics, even an hour early, saves a little bit of energy. Mm-hmm. And that's all I need, that little bump to get around that roadblock, complete the cycle, and then keep going. So, for instance, I wanted to go to bed at a certain time. I need to shut down my electronics to give my brain time to relax, um, yeah, saving energy, turning off all the lights, turning down, uh, turning down my thermostat just a couple degrees, conserving that energy. It does reinforce ideal sleeping conditions for me. So it promotes a healthy habit for me and conservation at the same time. Wonderful. I love that. I just, it's brilliant because, and I love how, you know, all the different pieces were there, right? So-and-so is, you know, you know, health professionals were saying this, conservationists were saying this, you know, fitness people were saying that, and we're all trying to say the same thing, but we don't, we didn't actually realize how they were connected. And then PJ Bevan comes along (laughs) and just freaking draws that line connecting them all. And it's just, you know, we We've said so many times in our posts, our podcasts, what's good for us as humans is good for the environment and vice versa. What's good for the environment is good for us. And then you have just extrapolated that to fitness and well-being and nutrition and kind of expanded that web in a way that I think is freaking amazing. (laughs) I'm just like starstruck and blown away by that concept. And I just love when people think creatively, right? Like this is also what we talk about. Think outside of the box. And I also feel as though something that works in several different areas, you just start realizing what what's actually true and right, you know, if it's good for your health and it's also good for, you know, your well-being and it's also good for the environment and all these different things, then clearly this is the way we should be living. (sighs) PJ, can you tell I'm a fan? (laughs) (laughs) So also, I loved how each chapter in your book called Zufit Safari, you would talk about a like, okay, let this week we're going to do the paleo diet. And then with the paleo diet, I believe you, uh, that your conservation element that week was cut down on plastic. Is that right. so? Tell us about how these different diets had different conservation elements. I just found that fascinating. Well, and before that, if you could explain to listeners, sorry, yes, mom, <laughs> but also, <laughs> can you please explain to listeners? 
how your book is structured because I think that would be that would be helpful because again freaking nailed it because I love the approach of because this is what we do as well I love the approach of we're going to give you information and you choose what's right for you there's no one right path and I think you explicitly say that at some point in your introduction um and so yeah enough of us if you can tell us just how your book is structured and then then you, then you can talk about the paleoplastic <laughs> connection. <laughs> right. Well, okay. first of all, yeah, this was an exciting book for me to write. And one of the, one of the things, again, that as a conservationist, <clears throat> even as a, as a zookeeper, one of the top questions was always, um, <clears throat> what can I do? What's the, best, what's the best thing for me to do to protect the environment? And my answer was being like, well, it depends. What? can you do, you know, I mean, I can tell you to ride your bike and walk more, but if you're, you know, 30 miles from your job, that might not be what the best, the best option for you. So it's always been, what can you do? And then I switched gears and I became a fitness consultant and the question shifted to what's the best diet for me? What's the best exercise for me? And I was like, God, I've been hearing this question for years. <laughs> and and I, the, the answer is still the same. It's what is sustainable for you? What can you do? If the idea of never eating meat again terrifies you, vegetarian diet might not be for you. And that doesn't mean you can't reduce your meat, but it, does, it probably means that going vegetarian is not going to be sustainable for you. And the other attitude that I've adopted is what goes again, combines the two of them together. What is the most sustainable uh, habit or eating lifestyle or exercise that you can sustain that has your personal best impact on the planet? So again, combining the two. And um, I really honestly can't remember who said it, but there is no the way. Mm -hmm. There is your way. There is my way. Um, every way, every person is going to have just a slightly different, unique path. And so when I was creating this book, the, the Zoo Fit Safari, I decided let's explore however many different types of ways we can, we can find. And, um, and so I split up the book into, it's a five-week challenge. So basically this book is a challenge. The five-week challenge, each week we're going to delve into a different eating lifestyle, a different exercise type uh, or focus, and then uh, we're going to learn a little bit more about a particular healthy habit and connect those to conservation in, in, some, in some capacity. So, um, so our, <clears throat> we have our vegetarian week. We do have paleo. Uh, the Mediterranean diet, keto diet, and I close off with the, the locavore diet, which is then split into a su spring, summer, and a fall and winter uh, menu to, to kind of help with the, you know, eating, eating, eating seasonally and locally. Mm -hmm. So that I feel again, and at the end of each, each week, I invite you to really, uh, really look within yourself and find out what did you like? Did you like this? the eating lifestyle? Did you like how you felt? Um, because some of the diets are hard to get into. I will, I've done the keto, I've done the keto diet and it can be a little longer than 
seven days to really get get into it. But uh, but if you're on day three and you want to murder other people, then <laughs> that might not be the <laughs> the best <laughs> the best path for for you. So, um, but knowing that, but seeing you know reflecting on those and saying, hey, yeah, um, the keto was hard, but I noticed my energy was up. Mm -hmm. So maybe if I was trying it for longer, I could get used to it. I following the meal plan and, and, uh, and I can get over that hump and we can, I can have a huge impact on my, on my health and well-being. So that's how it's set up. It's set up to help you find your way, the way that works best for you and has your best impact on the planet. Freaking love it. And you provide recipes, you have specific little workouts that you have in detail in the book, and then also go into obviously the conservation aspect of different things. It's just all laid out in such a logical way as well, while still providing space for that self-reflection. As an engineer, I love logic. I love organization. (laughs) (laughs) But it's just all, it's literally like you're taking someone by the hand and saying, here, let's try these five different things. You pick and choose what works for you. Reflect on it a little bit. And at the end of the five-week challenge, you're going to find, you know, what is, what's suitable for your needs and wants. And you're going to see, learn all the different ways that those habits are sustainable both for you and the planet right freaking nailed it pj i love (laughs) it (laughs) so tell us the connection uh between what was it the keto diet or the paleo diet is that the is they're they're one in the same right i think they're different again there's i it 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 took me some time also to kind of really pinpoint what habits or what conservation connections Mm -hmm. fit the best for um for each week. So, you know, and then kind of reflecting also on how, how to help you with that, uh, with that week. So for instance, keto, I, I could not have survived keto, um, even (laughs) trying it out without meal prep, without having that idea of I'm going to batch cook a whole bunch of food beforehand, or I'm going to pre-prepare my meals. Um, have that meal planning in, in front of me. Um, I would not have been able to do it. So meal, the meal prep aspect just fit with keto mm-hmm. pretty well. And so that, and the meal prep for me connects with uh, rainforest conservation, cutting out our fast food addiction or fast food dependency, I should say, mm-hmm. um, and eating more from, from home. Uh, I think for me, I, I kind of flip flop back and forth quite frequently between uh, paleo or Mediterranean on whether I was going to focus on the palm oil aspect or the plastic. And I think it could have gone either way. (laughs) Um, But then for me, what was the deciding factor was the wellness habit connected with paleo. I, I, I chose um, eco, your uh, greening, your hygiene. Mm. And that for me sealed the deal. Let's talk about plastic. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. uh, You know, so we have all, you know, our, our toilet paper is wrapped in plastic. Our deodorants wrapped in plastic. Our um, all of our toiletries are wrapped in plastic. And then you come into the kitchen, and everything else is wrapped in plastic. So, kind of uh, breaking away a little bit from from plastic, and again focusing on whole foods that 
um, as you know, <laughs> that are found in nature that don't necessarily need the packaging, the the preservation, and the uh, to to be enjoyed. Yes, so except kind of how, unless how you I go to Target. And then, you know, they'll put Mom's bananas <laughs> bananas in plastic. I mean, every single <laughs> fruit and vegetables in plastic. <laughs> Note to self, don't buy your veggies from Target. Love yeah. you, Target. But <laughs> anyway, that just. We have, a, we have a similar uh, pet peeve. I really, if you want to annoy me, find me at the supermarket and put bananas in a plastic bag. You'll watch my head implode. <laughs> That's it. Exactly. Yeah. So I want to digress a little bit and ask a specific question because, um, and this is really much, we're interested in your personal opinion. So we started out Mother Daughter Earth, it seems like a long time ago, but it wasn't too long ago. We started out with a 100 day challenge and we thought it was going to be for our audience, but really it was for us. (laughs) At the end of that 100 day challenge, we were like, man, we thought we were sustainable and living in, you know, mindfully, but committing to learning something new every single day for a hundred days completely changed our perspective. One of the days was palm oil. And each of the topics we were committed to as much as we could do some substantial research and get credible sources and and really inform ourselves on whatever it is we were talking about so that we could distill that information and then share it. Palm oil was a little tricky for us because it seems like when you dive into the research, there's two camps. One says no palm oil at all, but the other one says, well, if you replace all that with other oils, it's just going to be equally as bad. So you should have sustainably harvested palm oil because there are so many products out there that already use it. And all this land has already been cut down, yada, yada, yada. What is your personal opinion, if you don't mind sharing, because we aren't experts and you seem to have learned and done a lot of research on palm oil? Yeah. So for, that's a really, (laughs) it is a very complicated and complex situation. Um, and on a, a me on a personal level, I do advocate uh, to eliminate it from your diet. That's that's where I, I kind of make a differentiation. Is eliminating it from your diet is going to help create a bright line where you're going to be eating less processed food. As mm-hmm. I mentioned, it's in 75% of our processed food. So if you are looking for palm oil in your food, chances are you're going to be eating whole you're going to end up eating whole organic, organic, um, clean food that, um, that didn't, you know, wasn't as Michael Pollan says, wasn't made in a plant. It was, it came, it comes from a plant. So we, uh, that would be my personal stance again, a bit pretty, pretty specific, eliminating from our diet. diet. Um, but keep in mind (laughs) that's only about like half of the products that palm oil is in. It's in your health and beauty products, in your household products, your pet products, automotive, um, just about anything that you, that you buy that has any kind of liquid (laughs) is it has palm oil in it. So that, you know, for, for me, on a, uh, for me, that again, helps me differentiate. This is a, this is a, health and fitness aspect to a conservation, um, con- you know, a controversial, complicated, uh, you know, statement. Now, as, as, a, as a zookeeper, I worked with 
several different types of Asian wildlife. And the big picture was sustainably sourced palm oil. However, mm. it's even just saying that is really, really complicated because we're not really sure, even with the round table of sustainable palm oil, what is truly sustainably sourced and which ones are, um, are finding loopholes in the, in the system. Because yeah. they say like, oh, this land is already cleared. Well, is that because you slashed and burned it two years ago to, so that you could then buy it and say, so there, again, it gets, it gets a little, it still gets a little muddy. So again, to create that more of that, uh, that personal stance, I just say, Hey, if, if we were to eliminate, you know, conflict palm oil from our diet, then it wouldn't be, it would not be an issue. However, companies aren't, aren't labeling their products. So mm-hmm. if you just eliminate from your diet completely, you're going to be eating healthier foods. Anyway, win-win, right? That's the whole yes, point. Exactly. I love it. it just becomes a win-win. You know, it's so interesting. The palm oil blog that we wrote, I think it was quite, I, in my memory, it was the most difficult blog we wrote. And it was the one with the least engagement. Yeah, mm. it was. It was interesting. It really was. It's a palm oil is an interesting topic. I know. Every time we, <laughs> every time one of our posts like is a bust, we'll say at least it wasn't palm oil. <laughs> <laughs> palm oil was like the worst one, and we put so much work into it. Yeah. But thank you for so that perspective. Research. I love your 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 answer was so just genuine and I'm just gonna say on brand because it's true I just love how you were how you framed that you know you can't possibly can't tackle it all but at least tackle palm oil in the front in the reference of your health and well-being in your mm-hmm. in your diet so I love that I love it whenever I was reading your book PJ it was so interesting so many of the topics that you talk about we have talked about in Mother Daughter Earth. I mean, I feel yes. as though our whoa, are we wa- walking, wa- you know, in step with each other? And one of the topics that you bring up at the end of your book is connecting to your neighbors. And we are always, you know, telling people, you know, be connect with your your community. And whether you're doing it at a farmer's market or whatnot, it's just it is so important. So tell tell us why. It's so important from your perspective, connecting with your neighbors and community. And I can read the quote for the listeners because we have the quote too. Page 152 from Zufit Safari by PJ Bevan. (laughs) Connecting to our neighbors means getting involved. In fact, this is the very essence of Zufit. Connect to the earth in a healthy way and connect to the world. Yeah, so um, for me... Everything wouldn't wouldn't have happened without without you know my without my neighbors without the support of, of community. Um, Zufit wouldn't have been able to get off the ground. Wouldn't have been able to write this book. Um, I, I got inspired to write Zufit Safari by working at a CrossFit gym, and we were trying to come up with some fun community challenge. And I brought up, hey, let's connect it to conservation. <laughs> and, that and that helped help grow to make uh, to make the book. Um, so everything again for me. That's why I find it's it's important to find that connection. And as you said, the farmers market, but even like your local your your local doctors, your um, your teachers, 
we are we are all connected, as I said, you know, um, taking care of ourselves also provides a, 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 a aspect of helping the community. Mm-hmm. Um, we are I, as a I'm an optimized coach with a, a program optimize.me. Um, it's run by Brian Johnson. I'm going to give him that <laughs> that amazing plug. But we are we are teaching we are we are training ourselves to be radiant exemplars mm-hmm. and and that and to shine bright to show others how uh, how taking care of ourselves can have a better impact on everyone around us and mm-hmm. and that, again it creates that ripple effect um, and it also fit, kind of goes into something that I was going to share <laughs> share a little probably later on but it's the aspect of the hummingbird and talking about doing what we can and uh, there's a Native American also South American <laughs> um, legend of the the flight of the hummingbird where a forest fire is burning to the ground all the animals have to flee and they're gather around the edge of the forest and watching watching their home burn all of them except one a little hummingbird the te- the smallest little bird is flying back and forth between the the stream and the fire and she's dipping her beak under and dropping one drop of of water on the fire at a time, back and forth. She's going back and forth. And all the other animals are crying in despair. The, the wolf howls, oh, what can I do? The fire is too hot, it's going to burn my fur. The, even the owl says, I, what can I do? My beak is too small. Back and forth, hummingbird goes back and forth. And finally, the bear stops her and says, hummingbird, what are you doing? And without stopping, she says, I'm doing what I can. Oh. And, uh, and oh, that, yeah. to me, exemplifies not just uh, conservation efforts, but our fitness efforts. You know, everybody, I, 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 I speak to clients and they say, oh, I, I fell off the wagon or I, I didn't do as good as I could have. And I, did you do what you could? <laughs> That's always the important thing is that we always just do what we can. And that's the end of this story is she's saying, I'm, I'm doing what I can, but I don't believe that's actually the end. And again, the, connecting this to our community is I believe that her saying that inspired the other, other animals to come together and that they started all of them doing what they could. And together they put the fire out um, of that forest, oh. but it could not have happened it could not have happened, especially if that little tiny hummingbird had not started to begin with. She had to be, it had to be that tiny hummingbird. It had to be the mm. tiny little change that she was doing, doing what she could to be a radiant exemplar, to show others you can do what you can, what you can and together we're going to make a ginormous difference. Oh my gosh. I feel like what? I can, you know, I can go to bed now and be peaceful. <laughs> <laughs> I will think, in fact, I, I yeah. Mariana and I, today, I was telling her how I miss the hummingbirds outside my office window because they've obviously migrated down to Mexico now. And I think of hummingbirds often, but now I'm going to be thinking of them hourly now (laughs) with that story. What a profound, beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that with us. Yes, thank you. Wow. 
Okay, I hate to say this, y'all. I'm always the one that's keeping a look at the clock, but <laughs> PJ, we're coming to the starting to wrap up our time here with you, unfortunately, because it's been so packed full of amazingness. Before my mom asks you her final question that she does as she asks everyone who's on the podcast, can you please tell people how they can find you, where they can follow you, just all of the above? What can they do to get in touch and learn more about what you do? And where to get your book. Yes. Right. <laughs> uh, so I'm, I'm revamping my website a little bit. So hopefully it's still up right now. Right now it's just a, mainly a blog but that is zoofit.net. And it, I say it's just a blog, but I do, I write about, I write recipes, I write workouts. Um, I write about how you can connect to the earth in a healthy and positive way uh, on a, as much as possible, as often as possible. So that's zoofit.net is my favorite way to connect with me. Um, I'm also on YouTube uh, under zoofit and I do a little bit more of the, again, cooking demos, um, workouts. Uh, I've been having a little bit of fun again with enrichment, making, working out a fun game. I do a uh, fandom fitness Fridays and, uh, I've seen one of those videos. It was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so just again, making, making fitness fun, because again, it's not fun. It's not worth doing. You're not going to do more of it and getting outside. But, um, so that probably the other way I'm on, I'm on Twitter. I'm not super active on 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 Twitter, but I'm also on Facebook and Zoofit, and and I do engage people there as well. Awesome. What, what about I, Instagram? Yeah, I I don't do Instagram very much. I'm but a, you do have stuff. She's Zoofit one. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I do have an Instagram. I just not on it very much. Got and it. So yeah, that's something I'm constantly. I'm constantly coming up with new ideas to to engage more people. So that's something I can I can try and work on. The book itself, um, it's it is on Amazon, um, and I, I'll, I'll show that one. <laughs> it's on Zoofit Safari. I also have a couple other books. The Zoofit Exercise Guide kind of breaks down uh, different movements. I, I created a whole bunch of animal movements and. Um, zoo related uh, movements and then created some workouts. I call them conservation hero workouts. So that's in the zoo fit exercise guide. And then my last one that I, again, a super fun project that we had was uh, reuse, recycle, reduce your waste. So making your own workout, your own home gym, homemade workout equipment from items around your house. So uh, making making a sandbag out of torn jeans and plastic bags filled with sand, making your own medicine ball, ab mat, or even, um, or even a, a, an agility ladder. So just having, having a little bit of fun, keeping waste out of, our, out of the landfill and creating a more dynamic element to your workout. I love that. And for listeners that Waste is a play on words. It's W-A-I-S-T. So it's very, very clever. And we're going to add all of the links to all of the ways that people can find your books and your content online. So thank you. Thank you for that. Okay, mom, you're up. Better up. Okay, PJ. So what do you think is the most important thing people can do to help reverse global warming and help with climate change? 
I feel like you knew this was coming, PJ. I know, I if knew you, this was coming. <laughs> <laughs> if you've listened to any of our episodes, you must know this, this is, is coming. This is this is almost as bad as what's your favorite animal? <laughs> um, because it, as I've as I've hopefully have in, in st- instilled, there's not one way that's going to make make a difference. Again, it's going to be what works best for you. But my personal favorite way that I have found helps inspire others is um, is getting outside, you know, exploring the great outdoors, connecting to the earth literally in a very healthy and positive way. And um, and it's it's an aspect I, I call passive conservation. Just go out there, don't with absolutely zero intent on doing anything conservation related. Just go outside and have fun. And it can be your garden. It can be a park. It can be a hike. It can be going to the ocean. Whatever it is that speaks to you, do it. (laughs) Go outside and do things. And that will grow. That will naturally grow. And that's one of the things what I love about zoos is zoos are a great uh, greenhouse for for passive conservation is there's so many animals you go there just to just to and experience the animals just to have some fun and as you as that appreciation grows as that love grows so does um so does your inspiration to do a little bit more to protect them i love that oh pj thank you so much this was conversation was even better than I could have imagined and was already excited to begin with. So (laughs) we so appreciate you spending the time with us. And for listeners, PJ is going to give us an awesome cooking demo for our bonus episode. So hop on over to Patreon and continue our amazing time with PJ as she shows us how to make one of her delicious recipes. Yes, because her book is I know. Full of fabulous recipes. I really am. I want to try it. Well, mom, I'm getting that book back first. I lent, I lent it to her. I lent it to my mom just temporarily. I, I guess, PJ, I'm going to need to buy my own copy. We're going to have to have two <laughs> copies because we're, we're fighting over it. Thank you, PJ. Thank we you really so appreciate it. This, you, thank you. Thank you for sharing your time and expertise with us. And thank you for everything that you do. Thank yes. you. Thank you. You're awesome. 